Hey, hey, this is Takara, and you are listening to A Letter to My Sister podcast. You are in the right place if you are raised to be a strong, independent woman who didn't have to depend on anybody for anything, but then you realize there were some lessons that you didn't quite get as you were going along the way. We often go through life the best way that we know how, and we don't even realize that there's a better way. So in here, there will be some raw and real conversations surrounding life lessons about the things that we wish that we had known, maybe about self, love, money, and even our careers. So if you're new here, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, and I would love for you to leave a rating and review as well. So now that we've got all that out the way, let's chat, sis. Hey, hey, welcome to season three, a letter to my sister podcast with Takara Renee. Are y'all excited that I am back? I feel, I don't know why, but I feel like I've been gone longer than normal, but I haven't. Isn't that crazy? So not only are we celebrating the start of season three, we are also celebrating the one year anniversary of the podcast. Yay! One year ago, I pressed play, and here we are. Several downloads later, several episodes later. So if you want to celebrate with me, I would love for you to leave a review and just let me know how this podcast has change any kind of perspective that you've had about self, relationships, money, or careers, I would love for you to leave me a review. I get ratings, but I would love for you to actually leave me a comment that I could read. And that is how you can help me celebrate season three. Season three is all about relationships. So like I said at the end of season two, I believe I said it in the finale, is that I've been seeing so many negative things about dating, so many negative things about relationships and men and women being against one another and all of these other things. And to be quite honest with you, I just got tired of seeing it. And so I wanted to add a positive spin on it, like shed some light on what's really going on in some of these relationships. So of course, I'm going to have some marriage experts on here. I'm going to have some other life coaches. I'm going to have some people that's been in the game for 10, 20 and I think 40, yeah, 40 plus years. So you're going to hear like the range and gamut of all the relationship ebbs and flows. Because I do feel like a lot of times all people tell us is that marriages work. But then it's almost like we equate work to Monday through Friday, nine to five, because that's what the majority of us do. When yet work is really... 24 7, 365. That's what marriage is 24 7, 365. There are no days off. <laughs> you can't take any days off. 
but it's because each day we're growing, each day we're a new person, each day we have to extend grace, and each day there is someone else that we need to consider in the things that we do and the decisions that we make. So that is what they mean by work. That is what I wanted us to talk about for season three. It heavily, heavily, like literally that's all we're talking about. And we're mainly talking about romantic relationships for season three. And I also have a sensual coach in the mix because I felt the sensual coach was so important just with a lot of the bondage and hangups that we can have about sex and sexuality and sensuality, especially if you are a woman with heavily religious backing and especially if you grew up in the purity culture and for you to kind of flip your mind to say that, okay, yes, this is a positive thing and it not come from a place of shame or embarrassment, sometimes that's a hard sell because you've been told for so long, don't, 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 that when you finally do get into your marriage, your relationship, or however your view of it is when you can, sometimes it's a very hard switch to flip in your head. So I'm really excited for you all to hear that interview in particular and we'll probably talk about it a little bit more. So I'm going to save that to the end. And I contemplated back and forth about what I was going to do for the first episode of season three. Normally, I tell y'all what I've been up to and I kind of give y'all the rundown, which is literally what I just did. But I've had some life changes happen. So we're going to start off season three a little heavy. And so season three, it well, this episode here is going to be the intro slash in the thick of it, because I told y'all I would be very honest and transparent about some of the things that are going on in my life. And this would be one of those moments. So in the thick of it, you know, in the thick of it, I typically talk about how I have been navigating my way through divorce, navigating my way through dating, navigating my way through just these streets <laughs> as a single woman. The difficult part about that is that when a loss occurs, how then do you handle that? And so very recently, my mother-in-law passed away. And I still have some, not some, I still have a lot of emotion around that simply because she and I actually kind of developed a stronger relationship and we talked more consistently after my divorce. So I knew the time was coming because she was she was battling an illness and that and I made sure that I kept tabs on her after our divorce because I found out about it in the midst of our separation like 
Literally, we separated and then a few days later, or maybe it was even a few days before, but the time frame was very, very close. So, you know, I kept tabs on her. Things were going, things were going really well for a long time because doctors were saying that she wouldn't make it to her next birthday, which was like a year because around the time of the diagnosis was also around the time of her birthday. And so she made it and she was doing so well. And I was like, yes, this is awesome because I had pretty much kind of done a deep dive into nutrition and how that can help sustain your health and how that can help you feel better and all of these things. And so I really wanted to make sure I passed on that information in particular, like, hey, you got to eat healthy, got to do this, you got to make sure you exercise. How's your mindset? Are you journaling? You know, super, super gung-ho about it. And after a while, and I and I think honestly, it's just that I was like, oh, she's doing good. I don't need to check on her as much. And so I had last spoken to her around her birthday. Then we had like maybe about a two or three month gap or so where I didn't call her. And it was just because I had gotten busy with a lot of things. I was trying to do some things with the podcast. I was trying to do some things with the business. But I was like, she's good. I know she's good. And then so when I got a text message from my ex-husband like, hey, um, you know, you may want to just check up on her, talk to her, see how she's doing, because we're not quite sure how much time is left. And then so I'm like, what? No, she was just fine when I was, you know, when I was speaking to her. And so I say that to say things can change so quick and so fast. And we always feel like our time is infinite, but our time is actually finite. And so when I did call to check up check up on her, the thing too is that things can sound deceiving. Like she sounded well. She sounded like things were going great. She and I had a very good conversation. I continued to go back to my old ways, keeping tabs on her, asking her how she was doing, if she was journaling, if she was writing and all of those things. Because as you all know, a letter to my sister I'm a big proponent of writing. I'm a big proponent of journaling so that you can get all your feelings out. I also believe that when you harbor any kind of negative feelings, be it anger, be it depression, be it disappointments, whatever, that if you don't get it out, it will eventually have some kind of physical effect on your body. And so for anyone out there, I always emphasize writing, journaling, doing whatever you can to get that emotion out so that it doesn't stay in your body. And then so the struggle with that is how do I continue to be present So meaning if I was in my wife role, I would have already been up there. I would have been, you know, by my 
husband's side, you know what I'm saying? I would have I would have been there every step of the way 24/7. But then it's like when you are going through your divorce and even after your divorce, you're still kind of trying to find your way. You you want to separate in a sense so that you can get your mind on board and kind of get adjusted to different things. But yet and still, just because you divorce your spouse, that doesn't mean that you have divorced the family because these are people that I have gotten to know over the past, you know, eight, nine years. So you just don't say goodbye to that. Now, unless, of course, you didn't have a close relationship with them, then yeah, maybe it may be a super easy. You wash your hands of your spouse and everything else just kind of follows with it. But that just wasn't the case for me. And then, so it's like, okay, how, how do I navigate this? Where, where do I go from here? And when I got word about her passing, like it was a blow for me. I was at work when I got the message <laughs> and it took a second for my mind to actually process what I had just read on my phone. And I was like, wait a second. I, because I had literally just spoken to her a few days prior and she didn't sound well when I spoke to her the few days prior. She had, And I could just tell by her voice, there's not a lot of time left. And I said, okay, I'm going to go up there and I'm going to see her this weekend just to see if there's anything I can do, if there's kind of any encouragement that I can give, whatever it is that I can do, I am going to go up there. But she passed the day before I was going to go up there. And I think that when someone passes and you had intentions on seeing them, you can almost feel guilty because maybe you feel like, I waited too late. I didn't go when I said I was going to go or something like that. And to be honest with you, some of us, and I can, I'll just speak for myself at this moment, but Sometimes we can feel guilty because maybe we feel like we didn't do enough or sometimes it's kind of like if I just would have been there, if I would have been there, things would have been different. If I would have been there, if I would have been there and we can struggle with the if part of it, not even knowing exactly, you know, what happens, but there's an if part, like we kind of have a savior complex about it. Like I'm I'm not a I'm not a doctor. I have no doctorish <laughs> credentials for that. Now, are there things that one can do to bring comfort? Yes. Are there things one can do to improve? Yes. But do I have the power to to cure something? A disease? that's taking over your body. No. 
So I think sometimes we have to give ourselves grace in that compartment. And I don't and I don't know exactly why even we do that sometimes, why we take on the re- the weight or the responsibility of that. But the same thing happened when my grandmother passed. I was like, if I would have been there, if I could have been there, I wish I would have been there. I wish I could have been there kind of thing. And it's like, okay, but even if I was, would things have really been different? Like, would I really have been able to save my grandmother from cancer? Would I I really have been able to, I can't take the cancer away. I don't have that, I don't have that capability. I'm not, I'm not, um, I'm not a surgeon. I can't cut anything out. I, I can't see it. I'm not, I'm not chemo. You know what I'm saying? Now, there's been a lot of research surrounding cancer and some things that you can do to drastically improve your health. There, I've read many articles and I've seen many stories with people who have changed their diet and them simply changing their diet has help them improve their health by leaps and bounds. And, you know, we have all kinds of documentaries. We have Forks Over Knives. We have What the Health. We have all of these people on YouTube giving their stories and giving their testimonies about how they have, for instance, gone vegan or incorporated fasting into their routine. And the moment that they were able to do that, then, you know, they improve. They went into remission. So, of course, there there's got to be some things to it. And even if you have listened to a TED talk, I'm telling you, I went down to like a rabbit hole one day, and there was even a TED talk about this guy that was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. And if you know anything about pancreatic cancer. That's probably one of the cancers in which they say that if it's not caught early, like your life expectancy essentially goes to zilch. Because from there, it's so advanced and it's it's hard to diagnose because it can be mistaken for, for so many different things. And so what he was saying is that They discovered his pancreatic cancer, I believe, in stage two or three. And typically, stage two and three is when it's already started to spread. And I think he had a life expectancy of a year and a half, if that. It may have even been less than that. But what he was saying is that the most important thing that he did is that he made plans He made plans to be somewhere, to do something, to look forward to something. And I believe it was a race. And so he made plans to run a half marathon and he trained for it and trained for it and trained for it. And it got to a point where his chemotherapy just kind of drained all of his energy. But he said, I did whatever I could to train for it. So if I couldn't run the six miles or the eight miles or whatever I was supposed to run for the day, 
I did whatever I had the energy to do. I set my mind to it. So if I could only walk six blocks that day, then that's what I did for my training. If I could only do this that day, then that's what I did. And he talked about meditation. He talked about positive mindset. He talked about all of these things that he did to basically get his mind and his body on board to say, we have plans. We have plans. It's not enough to like set a trip and go somewhere, but it is something that you need to move your body and actively move towards so that you can get yourself on board. And his story wasn't the only story like that. There was so many stories about that. And for me, it was encouraging because I'm like, you know what? Clearly, you have to get the mind on board for, you know, any and everything it is that you go through your your mindset. Like, if you want it bad enough, you need to, you have to, you have to work towards it. Why I went there, I don't know. <laughs> So maybe that's needed for some maybe that's needed for someone and maybe that's why I could not pull up the very first episode of this that I record. I've recorded this episode already, y'all. Y'all know this happens to me. And so I did not want to talk about my mother-in-law passing. I wanted to use that for another episode, but clearly I needed to do it now because I've tried to download that file three times and I haven't been able to. And it's not that it's lost. That file is looking me dead in my face. I've been able to download every other file that I've recorded, but not that one. So whatever is said today for Whoever it's supposed to reach today, I hope it reaches whoever it is that it's supposed to reach. So if there's anyone out there who is going through an illness, if there's anyone out there, if there's anyone out there who has been told that they have cancer or have been seemingly given a death sentence to say, well, the doctors believe that I only have such and such time to live or they only have such and such time to live, then I would encourage you to find the evidence against it. And what I mean by that is go on YouTube and find every story of every person who beat whatever it is that the doctors have said that you have and use that as your motivation. Use their story as their motivation. Do some research on your own and see what are some things that you can do. Journal your thoughts out. Get all of those negative feelings out. Get all of those emotions out. Journal your thoughts out and do some meditation. One of the things that, I'm not sure if this is the same guy, but I also remember someone saying that as they were going through chemotherapy, they would sit back and they would meditate. And as the chemotherapy was essentially flowing through their body, they would imagine 
the fluid basically eating up every single last cancer cell. It was like, do I really know what a cell looks like? No. Do I know what a cancer cell looks like? No. Do I know what the chemo looks like in my blood? No. But it's my imagination. (laughs) So I can make it look like whatever it is that I want it to look like. And so as they were meditating, they said, I would literally imagine this chemo killing every single cancer cell throughout my body. And then what I would look like once the chemo was done, how I would feel. And they were like, I would basically tap into every single last one of those emotions and how joyful I would be and all the places that I would go and all my friends and family and how we would celebrate when the day was done. So if you find yourself in that position, I'm telling you, you have got to find the evidence of what you're looking for so that you can encourage yourself through this entire process. So as y'all know, for my In the Thick of It episodes, I do not edit. I leave everything in so so that you can actually hear me as I am processing my thoughts as I'm going through as I'm going through everything but that was what was on my heart for for this episode and so so yeah I guess we could say that today's episode is also a dedication a dedication to my mother-in-law may she may she rest in peace I am definitely glad that she is no longer in pain. Does it still hurt? Yes, it does. Um, but that that's to be expected when when someone you love, when someone that you have kind of developed a relationship with is no longer here on this earth. So definitely guys, um, keep me in your prayers, but definitely keep her children in her prayers. Keep her husband in your prayers. They were, if I'm not mistaken, they were married for over 40 years, but known each other over 60 So that's a long time. That's a long time to know someone. That's a long time to have someone in your life and then all of a sudden be without them, all of a sudden to be without your best friend. So definitely keep them lifted up for me, please. And thank you. And um, yeah. I don't know if any other episode like this will be heavy. (laughs) We're starting off a little heavy with season three, but clearly this is what needed to be said because like I said, I, I could not pull up the recording that I had prior to this. And to be honest, I really contemplated if I would even drop an episode today and if I would just wait until next week but um, 
that's not the direction that I'm being led in. So clearly this has to come out today. It's not even airing at the time that I normally release these episodes because I'm recording. I'm recording right now. So anyway, when the Lord tells you to do something, you do it. And that is what we going to do. That is what we is going to do. So I appreciate you all for coming back. I appreciate you all so, 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 so much for all of your support. I appreciate all of the DMs that you that you send me, especially when you tell me that you relate to whatever guest that I have on or whatever the topic is. And it definitely seems like a lot of you relate to my In the Thick of It episode. So like I said, as things come up, as I continue to process them, I will come in and press play because that's all I can do. And that's what I promised that I would do. So, sis, there is no one like you. There is no one out here that can do the things that you do. So show up, let your light shine bright, and never dim it for anyone. Until next time, bye. Oh, 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 oh,